Hello and welcome to the Coast to Coast NBA pod. I'm Chalanga. I'm Dylan. You heard me right, folks. Coast to Coast. After much deliberation, we've decided to uh, stick with our original moniker. Um, F the popo. Yeah, we don't give a fuck. Uh, we do what we want, and uh, ain't no one going to stop us, no matter how many people have the name Coast to Coast. We're here to stay, motherfuckers. Let's go. It just made too much sense for us to keep it as coast to coast. And and even even the C2C Carlson to Shalanga, thank you, Ms. Carlson. That's right. Thank you, Ms. Carlson. You know, we've been re- recording this thing now for so damn long. I think we're both a little bit kooky. But we've got a pod to finish. So welcome. We're on hour number seven? Yeah, number seven. I did not okay. think this would take this long. Um I've enjoyed every second, though, Dylan. Every second. How many times have we reordered the West in uh, the last two weeks? No less than 15, no more than 35. Yeah. I'd, I'd put the over-under right at 22 and a half. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're uh, in the middle of our NBA power rankings uh, slash seeding draft. Uh, we've I gone... guess we're actually at the end. Oh. We're close to the end. Yeah, we're we're nearing the end. We went through the lottery teams, and now on to the beauty conference, the West. My upstairs neighbor is like, they have this big chair that they scoot in and out. Are you are you picking that up at all over the phone mic? Uh, I'm not over the phone mic, but I guarantee I am over the other one because yeah. I could like, I could hear uh, Abigail uh watching tv and washing dishes there were there were several moments over the last but i i'm sure our listeners don't mind it they love to hear like that we're real people and that we have lives outside of this yes we do yes we do anyway we're gonna continue with our draft (laughs) uh and we're gonna do the the western conference playoffs uh this has changed a lot because a lot has happened in the preseason I think we should also say that it's just so ambiguous. Every single team from 10 to 2 could be in any order, depending on health, depending on um, – literally, if every single one of these teams is healthy, I, I 2 to 10 might be completely flip-flopped. Seriously. Absolutely. Um, health is going to play a big factor uh, in the Western Conference this year. I think even minor injuries are going to really determine who is in and who is out. So without any further ado, Dylan, why don't you hit us with the eighth seed in the Western Conference playoffs? Okay, I still think this is possible. We couldn't put them out of the playoffs, but I think I would still put them in the playoffs, even though, because when we were re-ranking them, the way that we re-ranked, we had to re-rank within the playoffs. I just want to uh, say that. But I think I, I think we would st- I would still put this team in the eighth seed. Uh, and it's the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, this one is really tough. I, I think we were both very high on the Spurs um, before the complete and utter gutting of their... Can we get much higher? <laughs> so high. R.I.P. Kanye. Oh, seriously. I'm, it's so sad that he died so young. It, um. it is. But <laughs> all the great ones do. Kurt Cobain, Mozart. Uh, that's oh it. Charlie Parker, Charlie, oh, Parker, Charlie Parker. Did Parker. Did yep. Uh-huh. But but yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, sad for him. But sad even, for us too. For even us. sadder for the Spurs, uh, because their starting point guard got hurt 
and then their new starting point guard got hurt. We're not we're not sure if they would have tried to start Patty Mills, but we were all hopeful for Derek White there. Yeah, you know, I I don't know much about Derek White. Didn't see him play much at the University of Colorado. Surprise, surprise. Um, but he looked okay in in the limited preseason action I saw him in. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that he there's I mean. There's there's no way that he wouldn't have been able to at least get some type of rotation role uh, right. with only Patty Mills p- being the other point guard, but it just it's not just them. It's also Lonnie Walker. It's Rudy Gay. It just go down the line, and every single one of these players has some kind of bump and bruise. Yeah, the only thing that can really go right for the uh, San Antonio Spurs is that Demar Derozan has an out of body revenge year. Um, and uh, is like a top five MVP candidate type, like twenty seven point five assists, like seven rebound or or five rebounds, seven assists type guy. He was already that last year, and they were ousted in four games. He wasn't quite that. He was twenty three, four, and five. So still really amazing. <laughs> One thing I have to say about Demar. Uh, he is terrible at pull-up threes. Uh, he's, like, below 30% range. And he can actually catch and shoot threes a little bit, close to close to league average, right around 35%. And that's a good sign, I think, because I think the Spurs are all about that ball movement, and he will be able to get his looks. He'll be able to get into the right positions, and Pop will put him in the right position. So who knows? Maybe he will, like, have a really... I, I could see him having a breakout season in terms of three-point shooting, but in terms of his overall game, I just I don't see him having a top-five MVP season, that's for sure. Um, their over-under is uh, 45. How, does that, how do you feel about that? I'm a slide-under. Uh, what are you? I'm a slide-under, too. I think, that, I think that the most likely scenario is, you know, are just above 500, so 42, 43 wins. If the Wolves are able to keep Jimmy Butler, are they just clearly better? Uh, yeah. I think the Wolves and the current construction of the Spurs are not that far apart um, as far as talent. The, you mean the current uh, Wolves, the Wolves plus Jimmy? I think Wolves minus Jimmy oh. are are close to this team, I, this Spurs team without I, Deontay Murray. Yeah, that's um, that's I agree with that. That's what I agree with, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, with, but with Jimmy, Jimmy we're like clearly better. Yes, absolutely. But with Jimmy, we're better than uh, a lot of teams that we're going to be talking about. At at least two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the seventh pick, uh. Who do you pick? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Portland Trailblazers. Um, 49 and 33 last season. Uh, They had a really phenomenal year. I think they're going to have a pretty good year again. Um, But that uh, 49 wins is is pretty high for them. I I don't know if I see them getting back to that. Um, I, uh, I like Damian Lillard. I can't really see a situation where he does not perform well enough to get his team into the playoffs. 
So here's my worry about the Blazers. I I think that they could still be a solid team, but they have a very shallow roster. They just started Jake Lehman, who has a career PER of about four, um, and that was in lieu of Mo Harkless. So as long as they can keep him healthy, their front court is looking not unfixable. But if they start having injuries in their front court, it's going to get ugly fast. Uh, so honestly, I could I could still see this team falling out of the playoffs just because of that. Uh, something that I like, I, I love I love Gary Trent Jr. And the only reason I love him is because he's from Apple Valley, Minnesota. Represent. Same high school as our very own, Tyus Jones. Shout out, what's in the water there? How do we drink some? Yeah, I was actually, uh, I was surprised to read that he was from Apple Valley because I did not know that. I missed that um, completely. Uh, I guess I'm not really in tune with the high school basketball scene oh. of Minnesota. Come on, prep basketball. I know, I'm sorry. Not not my forte. Um Chilanga, yeah, I, I got so lucky in my research when I found that. I would, That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I do not watch high school basketball. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, thank you for being honest. You made me feel kind of bad there. Like, damn, Dylan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, deep cuts, baby. I don't even know what he, what he plays like. I'm just rooting for him now because he's from Apple Valley. That's right. Um, but uh, what I was going to say, I think you're right about their front court. I think it, there definitely are possibilities that injuries could – really hurt them but i think for the most part i like the sort of three-headed uh wingman al farouk amino mo harkless and uh evan turner you know that's like defensively pretty solid um between the three of them there's enough shooting to give uh lillard and mccullum the space to to function and i think like the the that dual back that dual guard mccullum lillard um share the load you know one on one off deal that portland's got going is like a really good formula for get, winning a lot of games um you know both lillard and mccullum are mid 20 point per game scorers so i i don't know i think even if they had injuries on their wing and in their front court I just like Lillard and McCollum is a good enough duo to win them a lot of games. And actually McCollum has kind of had a off season last season. Like his shooting percentages were a little lower than normal. Um, I think he wasn't quite uh, 100% healthy. So I'm looking for a back uh, bounce back from him. I don't know. I, I like this team. I think this team is, is really solid. I think they need one more, piece to be great though this is another team that i think i would really like to see jimmy butler on that would be it would be fantastic to see jimmy on this team i don't think jimmy would have been the best addition i think the best addition uh would have been boogie cousins i think that would have been an incredible big three i think they would have fit each other really well um and it's unfortunate to see boogie cousins go to the devil Mm. That's actually a really good point. That would be really nice. You know, they just p- paid Yusuf Nurkic, so I, I get it was hard for them to, you know, even if they wanted to, that would have been a really hard decision to make. And they're pretty they're pretty tight on the salary cap, as is. Um, although, didn't he sign for the minimum with the Warriors? 
Yeah, or he like, signed. He signed for something absurdly low. I think it was the minimum, be, and people or like it was like five million dollars. Maybe it was their mid level. I don't know. Mini mid level. Yeah. You're right. That would have been such an exciting, amazing team. That team would be. I would. That would probably be the third best team in the in the West. Maybe even the second best. They could definitely push for the second best. Um, yeah, that's even if Bo- Boogie could get healthy. But like, at oh, yeah, least it would be more fun to watch. Yeah, it would be more fun to watch than it's going to be if Boogie's healthy on the Warriors because it's just going to be, like, boring. It'll be boring to watch. It's just going to be unfair and boring. Yeah, I'm, I've, got some, I've got some words on the Warriors when we get there. Um, but as you guys can probably guess, that's a little while from now. Um, let's move on from the yeah. Blazers, though. Um, I don't think either of us are, like, incredibly excited about them. And Evan Turner, <laughs> you were just talking. You were just talking about Evan Turner, and I was just like, if you think that Evan Turner is going to play a significant role, his PR was nine last year, nine point uh, nine. I know, but he's a he's, he's a, a bad player. That's a player that leaves the NBA within the next couple years. Yeah, I mean, he probably won't make the it into his thirties, uh, but he is a slightly plus defender. So, you know, that's useful as like a six foot seven guy to have just a guy who can play passable defense um i i have a i have a news flash for you he turns 30 on october 27th <gasps> so maybe he'll be waved on his birthday damn he's so much older than i thought i suppose he has been around for a long ass time we're gonna move on uh first we're gonna do <laughs> their over under it's at 42 which is too low that's too low for the blazers i can't believe i don't understand why it, it fell to 42 when they won 49 games last year and they're basically the same team I'm not against 42. What? Uh, but I I also think that there's a there's a situation that could happen that would make it lower than 42. They could tank this year, and the Blazers the could tank scenario, this year. Yes, yes, and the scenario is that they could give up CJ. That's the scenario. Whoa. No. Okay. Even if they give up CJ, if you have Damian Lillard on your team, like he's too good to tank. Either he's not good enough to get them into the playoffs. I like mm, he might be like it, take CJ away from that team, but you're still leaving Nurkic and all their wing guys and whatever. That team might be good enough to make the A seed in the playoffs. If the Spurs are out, they're better than the Pacers, which would be the which would be the biggest comp for them if they lost McCollum. But they're not necessarily good enough to make the playoffs if you in the west if you ask me so are you saying victor oladipo and damian lillard are like the same level of talent no i'm saying i'm saying that they're both the leaders of their team and in similar ways and i think oladipo has a lot more around him than if they were to get rid of cj mccollum and get pennies on the dollar for him or whatever they tried to do or if they tried to get picks from him Mm. Whatever the, they could blow it up is what I'm saying. There is a scenario that's probably why it's at 42, that they just give that they give it up and they have their own pick. I mean, they have incentives to not go for it because they're definitely not going to win the championship this year, and they might not even make the playoffs. We have them at the, as the seventh seed, and we just we just talked about how any of these teams could be out of the playoffs from two to ten. Okay, if you're the if you're the Blazers though, do you want to blow it up? Do you give up 27 year old CJ McCollum or 29 year old Damian Lillard? I was just thinking it would be easier to get rid of C.J. McCollum and get more f- for him, and I think that's what most of the pundits are saying right now. 
is that it's easier to get rid of C.J. McCollum on his contract than it is Damian Lillard on his. Interesting. I, but doesn't Dame only make like five or five to eight more million dollars than CJ? Damian Lillard's making thirty million dollars right now, and or I guess he's making Damian Lillard's making two million dollars a year more than CJ McCollum. But Damian Lillard is also older. Like they're, I think it's easier. I think you can get more for CJ McCollum than you can for Damian Lillard, and I think Damian Lillard is st- still a great piece to build around. Mm. If I was the Orlando Magic, I would say, hey, what's up, Portland Trailblazers? I'll give you Aaron Gordon and like Terrence Ross and a pick if you give me one of your guards. I'll either one. Either one. Yeah. But let's be real, they're one of them's gonna end up on the Kings. <laughs> there is some guard is going to end up on the Kings this season and it's going to be the funniest NBA storyline in years. Oh, it's going to be so sad. What if it's DeMar DeRozan? What if, uh, what if pop is like, okay, this doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that won't happen. Sad. But uh, it, yeah, pop blows it up. That'll be the first time in how many years, how many years has he coached the Spurs? 20 since ni- 1997, I think. Yeah, 1996 even. Oh, cool, cool, cool. I was close. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, 1996. That'd be the first time in 23 years that he that he blew up his team. That's fucking wild. Um, okay, so I'm over 42. Um, even if one of those guys gets traded, even if. Um, and also, wow. please let me see the Damon Lillard, Aaron Gordon basketball team. Doesn't that sound so fun? Please let me see a CJ McCollum led Blazers that wins 42 games. Good luck. <laughs> oh man, we'll see. We'll see. I'm 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 going to go over cuz I'm going to assume that they're uh they're going to stand pat with their team. I think this is another another thing like the Grizzlies or anything could happen with this team. I'm going to go slight over because of because I took them before the Spurs. Or I took, I mean, I took them ahead of the Spurs, as in, like, I, what I did was I picked the Spurs lower in the draft. <laughs> and you, it, like, this this team has to be better it's than very the Spurs. Confusing. This team has to be better than the Spurs. Period. Like, I don't, I don't know if they have to be. I, I think that they're right in the same spot. They're both shallow. One on the guard side, and this team on the front court. Blazers on the front court. Huh. Okay. I'm wor- I'm worried about both of these teams. Okay, uh, difference difference of opinion. I think Cat could beat both of these teams. I think a Cat led Timberwolves could beat both of these. teams. I think Cat could one on could. one on five could beat both of these teams. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, uh, put it back in the pan. All right, with the next pick, that's uh, that's you, Dylan. Let's hear it. Yep, I'm gonna take it back out of my pants for this big man, the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't know how they're going to play their front court at all. I have no clue. They have Jaleel Okafor and Julius Randle that they just signed. And then they have Nikola Mir and, and both of those guys are old school four fives. Uh Jaleel Okafor is no school four or five. <laughs> he he should have gone to more school, Mo school. 
Hey. Um, that was uh, really good. That was really good. <laughs> uh, Julius Rand <laughs> Julius Randall. Yeah, he's he's great. He, Julius Randall would be like so good in 1995. Nikola Mirotic looked so good next to AD, and I think Anthony Davis could look good next to any single big man except for Julius Okafor. But I think Julius Randle, Nikola Mirotic, it doesn't matter as long as he's on the court with them. But I don't think Mirotic and Julius Randle would play well together, if you ask me. Um. Well, so for me, I think the starting lineup for this team doesn't, yeah, that's doesn't the confusing really part. M- matter to me. You know, I think the lineup, the starting lineup that you want to work toward is uh, Mirotic and Davis as your four and five um, with probably like Darius Miller. He's probably their best three point shooter at the three. And then uh, Drew and Peyton as oh. your guards. Um, which is like uninspiring. <laughs> can a can a playoff team have Alfred Payton as their point guard? That doesn't make sense to me, but I guess it might happen this year. I mean, we'll see. I think that like Alfred Payton is, uh, I think he has been given up on too early. He's still young. You were saying something about his three point percentage. Uh yeah yeah yeah. Um, let me pull up his stats really quick, so I'm I'm ready to speak not out of my ass no worries Um, but is uh before he was traded to the phoenix suns last year he was shooting 37 percent from three um with the magic granted that was only on uh, an attempt and a half per game but he's had a pretty steady rise in his three-point percentage how many games was that uh, forty-four games. So a decent sample size. That's out know. of that's out of what sixty att- sixty attempts. That's not nothing. It's not nothing. It's not huge, but it's not nothing. Um, and he's like he's the type of guard that is really versatile. He's a solid defender. He's he can get your triple double. You know he can add a lot of energy. Um, to the floor, and I think since New Orleans is going to be playing so fast paced, we're going to get to really see his skill set in running the fast break because um, he's he's really really good at that. He's good at playing fast, getting to the rim, and facilitating um, in in fun and tricky ways. So you know, I, I've got I've got faith in Alfred Payton. I'm not going to say like it's my like he could be you know most improved player this year or something like that, but. I just think it's a little early to give up on him because sometimes with point guards, it can just take a while, and, you know, he's all still young. He, all he has to be is as good as 35-year-old Rondo or however old Rondo is. I feel like he's probably more like 32, but that's all he has to be. He has to yeah. be a semblance of what Rondo was, but Rondo was pretty good in the playoffs, so that's going to be yeah, a question and- mark. If you ask mm-hmm. me the thing that needs to happen if they're going to be the sixth seed as we have them ranked – they're going to have to have two all-stars. They're going to have to have Drew and Anthony Davis in the all-star game. And if you if you're taking the Drew Holiday that was playing against the Blazers, then that's an all-star. <laughs> well, I think that's just like it's a little bit of a problem to say that Drew Holiday needs to be an all-star cuz there's just going to be a lot of guard snubs. That's you know? true. That's true. Like, are it wasn't you Damian me he's Damien was a snub, wasn't he? 
Uh, he was almost a snub this year, but then he got in. He got okay. in this year. He was a snub the last two years, but then he he got in. He re-entered the All Star game this year. So you're right. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be an All Star, but he needs to play at least at the level of being an All Star in the East or something. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I I think you're right about that. Um, because they don't have another star. You know, they've got some pretty solid pieces. You know, I think. I think uh, Julius Randle coming off the bench is going to be really nice because I, what I imagine is that when he's out there, they're kind of kind of just like let him do his thing, and kind of play run from the, the post, offense. grit and grind. Yeah, and just yeah, like why not? Why not just like run, 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 run with your starting lineup and shoot and and pay with play with the fastest pace in the NBA, and then bring out Julius Randle and just say go to work and you Julia, know, like, and Julia Okafor. <laughs> <laughs> have t- the slowest team in the league. We'll see if Jalil will play. I don't know if Jalil will play at all. You know, probably like, not. It it might be their their backup. Like they might bring Julius Randle and then like I don't know, like Solomon Hill at the four, Etwan Moore at the three, um, Ian Clark and Frank Jackson as the back. You know what I mean? Like they're they've got a lot of different looks that they can throw out there i think this team um, has sneaky defensive potential maybe it's not even sneaky do you think it's sneaky uh no i don't think it's sneaky at all because i think uh, peyton and holiday uh backcourt is a really solid defensive backcourt um and, and anthony, anthony davis, davis and whoever <laughs> yeah and anthony davis can clean up a lot of mistakes um and then they've got you know darius miller solomon hill or like size they've got size i don't think that they're really particularly good defenders solomon hill is a slightly plus defender which is you know a, a good thing um but yeah i think they'll be fine defensively i don't think they'll be top 10 um but they definitely won't be bottom 10 okay so that sounds so. sneaky good to me i i yeah. i'll still call that sneaky good defensively yeah i'm i'm into that take i'm into <laughs> that take so i like this team i think that they have a, a lot of upside and Alvin Gentry is a good enough coach to maximize what this team is capable of. As long as Anthony Davis stays healthy. Let's cross our fingers that we uh, we see healthy Davis. Fun fact, Josh Smith played three games for the New Orleans Pelicans last year. Whoa, I'm so surprised. Did that sound authentic? Uh, yeah, that was pretty real. I like that. Uh, leave it in. Like as if I hadn't ever said like that. You had never said that before and we didn't rehearse this. <sighs> I'm ready for my next pick. Oh, do you want to talk about Josh Smith or not? No, I don't want to talk about Josh Smith. <laughs> All right. Who did you pick with the fifth uh, whatever in the draft? I don't even know. With what the fifth pick, this team, uh, the fifth seed, this team really has fallen. Um, I was really high on them in the offseason, um, but due to injuries and just some some reevaluation of uh, – the Western Conference. I pick <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh. When we first did this, OKC Thunder was two, which <laughs> in retrospect is a a little goofy. The reason I had them number two was because Nerlens Noel was four for tw- four for five with twelve points, ten rebounds, and twenty minutes. Uh, but go on. I want to hear what you have to say. Yo, I'm rooting for Nerlens Noel real hard i want him to be a good player um i really want him to be a good player um i call him hot dog noel though i know that uh, seems like you hate him (laughs) 
He would hate that. <laughs> no, I like it. I think it's funny. Uh, I think, like, I'm into the guy whose coach isn't playing him saying, fuck this, I'm hungry, I want a hot dog. Oh, I um, thought you were calling him that because he had hot dogs for arms. Oh. <laughs> He's so well, skinny. He's so skinny. Well, I, you know, I would not be surprised to hear that he was, like, a significant amount of his DNA was hot dog DNA. Um, I will say that. Uh, but back to the important players on the Oklahoma City Thunder. I like them because I think uh, Dennis Schrader is really good. Um, OKC has historically done really well when they have a strong scoring guard coming off of their bench. Um, James Harden, Reggie Jackson, and now Jen- Dennis Schroeder will hopefully be able to fill that role. Oh, I like that. Um, I like comparing yeah. him to Harden there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, he's going to play the same. I, I'm actually comfortable comparing Dennis Schroeder to a 21-year-old James Harden. You know, like... Dennis Schroeder I'm, in five years, maybe, is a 21-year-old James Harden. <laughs> um, I And I think their, their uh, projected starting lineup without injury, Russ, Robertson, Paul George... And then either Patrick Patterson or Jeremy Grant, not sure. Um, and Steven Adams, that's really good. Wait, that's wait, really, wait. Really good. Wait, wait. You forgot my. You forgot my man. I I heard from Billy Donovan himself. I heard it from the horse's mouth. Is that what you call it? Terrence Ferguson yeah. could start. Oh, I think he will start with with Andre Robertson hurt because Andre Robertson's out for like two months. Um, which sucks. But, I I um, love watching Terrence Ferguson. He's going to be so fun to watch with Russell Westbrook. They're going to be so fast. They Seriously, will be so he's, fast he and is dunky. so fast. Mm-hmm. He's, like, as Shea Serrano ahead. would say, he is so disrespectful. He is one of the most disrespectful players in the league in terms of his dunking prowess. Seriously, and he's on springs, man. That kid is athletic. So good. He's athletic. He played um, so well. He uh, The game that I saw, because I only saw one OKC game in the preseason, it was obviously against the Wolves. He was good from three. Mm-hmm. I think he was. I think he, sh- he made two threes in the game. Like, if he can do that, uh, he was ke- on catch-and-shoot threes. He was 35% last year. That's obviously good with the Russell Westbrook, who's just going to let you sit in the corner and drive until he decides that you have the better shot. Um, or no, until really until he just decides that he needs another assist in his stat sheet. <laughs> yeah, seriously, this this team has so much like speed potential. If you're looking at uh, Russ and and Ferguson and like Jeremy Grant can kind of play four five like three through five positions. Um, there's just like there's a lot to be excited about on this team. Um, and let's not forget that Paul George is really 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 good too. He's um, really, really above average, definitely. Maybe yeah. not great, really good. I would say really good. He's really good, and um, he has been great. He's had moments of greatness. Yeah, I'm waiting for a series of greatness at the very least. I don't think he's mm-hmm. been out of the – he hasn't been out of the first round yet on any team. No, he, yeah, he has. The, the The early Pacers went to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's, that's pre-leg break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess we have to count it, but I don't know how much we can. How much? How many wins is Patrick Patterson over Melo? How many wins is that worth? Um, Patrick Patterson was really bad last year, but he was also hurt. Uh, apparently, his, his net rating was six 
last year. Mello was minus oh, really? five. Yeah. Wow. Um, oh, I guess. Oh, he shot 38%. For some reason, I remember Patrick Patterson just like not being able to hit a three. Um, I remember being... Patrick Patterson not being existent either, but I think it's because he just didn't play enough minutes. I think that someone else played too many minutes. Yeah, I think the the losing mellow is going to be a really good thing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think that's at um, least two wins itself. Yeah, and their bench is so much better. Like, their bench is so much better. Nerlens Noel is full of potential. We'll see if he's actually any good. Um, uh, I like Dennis Schroeder. Like, like I said, TLC, Timothy Luau-Cabarro, I think has potential to be an impact rotational player. Um, yeah, I, they they got they lost Melo and got better, which I think is why I was so high on them because um, I think they're going to have sort of a bounce back year and have a lot better chemistry because uh, I think they're going to have fun because it's going to be fun playing on this team this year. I Yeah, it's going to be fun watching this team. Oh, so much more fun watching this team this year. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you have to say about Deontay Burton. Oh, yeah, dude. Okay, so Deontay Burton, he is on a two-way contract uh, with <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder. So every year, I always I like to find a couple of two-way guys or a couple of G League guys to really ride hard with. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, I'm, I'm wrong with my picks uh, because I don't actually know anything about basketball. But I feel really, really, really strong about Deontay Burton as a fucking stud. Just for uh, reference, like last year, I was all about Josh Josh Majet. I don't know if you're familiar with Josh Majet, but I was watching him in G League. I was like, damn, this this dude is fucking white Steph Curry. Um, And (laughs) Steph Curry is kind of white Steph Curry. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Uh, But I was way wrong. but Deontay Burton, he's like a six foot six, six foot five. Um, like he's truly a positionless player. Like you look at him and you have no idea what, where he is gonna be on a basketball court. Because um, <laughs> that ten years ago that would be like a a damning fact, but now it's like, oh, you don't know what he's what he is. Maybe he could be, he could be anything. He's so switchable, and it's like, I love how in the last ten years that's just become such a positive thing and it was such a negative thing before it does sound negative to me from a player on a two-way contract we don't know what he is <laughs> yeah because he like he's got this the height of like a two guard but he's also like 250 pounds so he's just like oh my god he's thick but he's got but he's super athletic i mean he can jump out the gym um and throw down crazy dunks watch in the in the thing i put uh his highlight video didn't i his highlight reel you should watch that at some point because it's fucking unbelievable. He can shoot the three. He can handle the ball. He can pass. Uh, he's got touch around the rim. He's got crazy, ath- like, leaping ability. I'm in on this. This is like Glenn Davis. Dude, yeah. He's like a a, a less good, you know, like Zion Williamson, a six foot seven, 260-pound crazy ath- athlete. Um, and this guy does a lot of the same shit. I, I think – he is i think he's gonna have a spot in the league he is super clutch uh he was super clutch at iowa state i i watched him completely demolish uh kansas one time (laughs) um 
yeah, I'm I'm all in on Deontay Burton. He's gonna get some playing time on this team. And time's up. <laughs> uh, so I couldn't I I couldn't care less about Deontay Burton until he makes the team. Except for the fact that I do like that he's a big guy and he's and he has a chance uh, to do something with that. I I'm all in favor of big guys making NBA teams, but it just I don't see a huge history of that. Just <laughs> go watch go watch his highlight reel when we're done with this, and you'll you'll your mind will be changed. I watched the beginning of it. And I I couldn't tell you one thing. It, it it certainly didn't light off Alonzo Trier in my mind. Oh my God. I don't know if I could do this podcast with you anymore. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with the fourth pick Hold in on. the draft. We didn't do their over-under. Oh. Oklahoma City's. And we also didn't do the over-under for the Pelicans. So we could, let's just do both of them quickly. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Pelicans is 46. Uh, you know, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go ahead and give them a slight over, 47 or 48, um, if all things go well. I'll be with you on that. Mm-hmm. OKC, 48 and a half. I'm going to pick. That's tough. Uh, it is tough. It, it's all it's all dependent upon Westbrook and how he can come back from this knee scope that he had, which I think he can, and therefore I think that it's a push. Seriously. It's a push. That's a good line. That might be the best line of all the lines. No, no, no. The heat, that heat line was amazing. I've never seen a better line than that. It's true. True. Uh, shit. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go. Who? I'm gonna go slight under. I think Robertson injury is serious. It really hurt them last year. Um, but I think they're a better team. Even, but I think they're gonna maybe win. No, I'm going over. Fuck it. I'm going over. They're winning 49. They're they're winning 50 games this year. They're winning 50 games. Do it. Yeah, they're well. They you just said that the Pelicans are gonna win forty seven, forty eight. So if OKC is better than that, they're gonna have to win forty eight, forty nine. Yep, I'm going over. All right, I don't feel amazing yeah. about it, but I'm going over. All right, Dylan, who'd you pick next? I picked the Utah Jazz because I just couldn't muster um, making them better than LeBron James. Yeah, they could they could be a higher seed than LeBron James. I'm all in favor of Utah being the three seed this year. I love I love that take. I think that there are no holes in this team. There are zero holes in this team. This is this is the one of the most complete teams in the league. Top three most complete teams in the league, right? Uh, I think so. I think so. I, I mean, injury dependent, obviously. I I don't think everything is. Yeah, I don't think their point guard depth is is. Pre- Particularly inspiring, although Donovan Mitchell and uh, and Joe Ingles can also essentially play point guard. So I guess um, uh, Ingles is an NBA player. He's amazing. I mean, he's like really good. Yeah, I heard a stat on I think it was the Hangtime Pod. It was like the only player in the last two years to shoot above forty four percent from three was Joe Ingles. He's been the best three point shooter the most consistent three-point shooter of the last two years. So I love Joe Ingles. I think he's amazing. I love what he did to Paul George in the playoffs last year. Um, uh, made him playoff punk. I'm, Was that good? Was that a good joke? Wait, I didn't really understand it. Because Paul George was pl- playoff P is what he called himself. Oh, right. I remember playoff P. I like punk though. Like I'm a white guy. Like you don't understand. Punk to us is like is like 
punk rock, like badass, you know? Anyway, moving on, I'm going to disagree with you on the point guard depth. They have Dante Exum coming back next year, and I think that he's going to be their backup point guard. And with him and Ricky Rubio and all the other guard depth that they have with Donovan Mitchell, et et cetera, et cetera, there's just too much depth on this team. They can't, they don't, they, they can sustain any one injury and still be, and still have home court in the first round of the playoffs. Well, so you and I both know that Ricky Rubio, as much as we love him, is a significant injury risk. Dante Exum is, as much as I, I love Dante Exum, I think that he is potentially to be a fantastic NBA player. But he's also an injury risk. He's played one full season, and that was his rookie year. Um, and uh, then he was out for a whole year and out for almost all of last year. Steph Curry had injury issues. I mean, not as bad as Dante Exum, but like, People have injury injury history, and then they can overcome it. And I especially think that little guys are point guards, guard size uh, players can overcome early career injuries. I think that they have just so much depth that it doesn't matter. They're not gonna they're not gonna need any one guy to play point guard. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and they also have the benefit of having uh, you know consistency and having the exact same roster back. Um, and they they know each other, um, uh, which is going to contribute to their success for sure. Um. However, I I do want to talk about Donovan Mitchell, and I want to say I do see a slight regression. I don't see I don't see him being the player that he was last year exactly. I mean, he was amazing last year, but we do see it. There's a point in every player's second year, even Cat's amazing second year where they have a rookie wall or a sophomore wall, I should say. And I think that could happen this year. I, it might not happen, but it's more likely than not. It's also like no one's going to be surprised anymore by seeing Donovan Mitchell, you know, like everyone knows who Donovan Mitchell is. Yeah. He's not going to surprise LeBron James in the playoffs. That's for sure. If they do see each other. (laughs) Which they they very well might. It's definitely a possibility. So, do you have like a a player to watch on this team? Is there one player that's got you, like particularly excited for their season, or gives you hope that they could have an improvement off last year? My only player to watch is Ricky Rubio. Mm-hmm. They're just so good. Ricky Rubio was so much better last year. Maybe he'll be better and even better in a Quinn Snyder offense in his second year. Yeah, maybe that's the thing about this team is that it's not really like player to watch i mean because i i guess donovan mitchell like can it maybe he will get better you know maybe he'll actually just become the next most important player in the league you know like he's got that potential which is cool totally there is no one player to watch i guess dante exum has to be the player to watch because dante exum could be an exum factor hey there we go factor that's a joke Uh, okay he really he really is though I think he I think he's the big X factor. Yeah, I think he's really good and I just hope 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 that he can stay healthy. Um I'm also going to watch Grayson Allen. Uh I think that was the most perfect Utah pick <laughs> of any Utah pick that has ever been picked. Yeah. <laughs> He'll fit in with the rest of that state. Yeah, it's perfect. Um White. Yeah, very white. Uh Yeah, 
So their over-under is 49.5. Do you think they'll win 50? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I think if I say yes, they'll win 50. That means I think there's going to be five 50-win teams in the West. No, four. Wait, did you just say that the that OKC OKC's not winning 50? Hey, I just said they would. I'm not going back on that. I thought you said 49 or 50. I did, and then I said, you know what? Fuck it. They're winning 50. Um, but honestly, the West is so good that there could be four 50 win teams. Like, why not? And, and then like, I could see a scenario where the top five are 50 and then, you know, six, seven, eight are mid forties, you know? And then, and then six through 10 or six through something, 11 are all within five or four or three games. Yeah. I, I think that is like fairly likely. Um, yeah. Cause the start, I think we're in agreement. Yeah. So I'm gonna say yeah they'll win fifty. I could like I would be kind of surprised if they didn't win fifty actually, especially with a full season of Rudy Gobert and just that continuity factor. I I think they're really really good. I agree. So who did you pick with the third seed in the playoffs in the West? I'm so excited for this pick because I picked the other Los Angeles team, the Lakers. LeBron, baby. That's right, boys. You're the other. It's been a long time since the uh, Lakers have been better than the Clippers, hasn't it? It's been... Since Kobe. Since uh, since before Kobe's injury. Yeah, probably... 2013? When did did Dwight Howard come to the uh, It was right about then. Yeah. It was right about 13, 12, 13, Mm -hmm. something like that. That disaster injury season... Wow, this is cool. It's cool to have LeBron as a Laker. I'm into this team. I'm really, really into this team. I think they're going to be fantastic. Um, no part of me wants to be a Laker fan, but let's go Minneapolis Lakers, baby. Dude, I think they're going to score so many points. I have tickets to see him at Staples Center Thanksgiving weekend against the Jazz. I'm so excited. Oh, you're going they're to triple- a Jazz game? Yep. Holy shit, that's going to yeah. be a good game. Yeah. FYI. <laughs> Guess how much that ticket costs. Upper deck. Upper no deck? Spades. Um, $80? $170 each. Shut up. We got three tickets. Shout out to John Schramm and Andrew Stork, uh, both Luther alum. Maybe they don't want me sharing their last names. Haha, <laughs> too late. Shout out to those boys. They're coming to visit me for uh, Thanksgiving, and we're going to go to the Staples Center, baby. That is, fuck. Fuck, yeah, that's so expensive. I, I, get to see, I get to see the goat, though, in, still at the, ed, at the end of his prime, still. Yeah, dude, he's, he's going to be amazing this year. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be fucking phenomenal this year. Can JaVale McGee make up for what they lost with Brooke Lopez? I don't fucking care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it literally doesn't matter. Rajon Rondo, is he going to start over Lonzo Ball? It doesn't matter. Uh, Lance Stevenson, is he going to play minutes? Let's hope not, because if the younger guys are playing minutes, that means that LeBron's going to have a better team for the next five years. Uh, Give the young guys as many minutes as we can. They're all on expiring contracts. This is great. Everyone's, like, freaking out about, oh, 
they're spending so much money on JaVale McGee. I'm like, these are all one-year contracts. They're getting the perfect players for them. Mm-hmm. And, they, and a lot of them, like Lance Stevenson, had, he was a great defensive player. He's going to be able to teach Kyle Kuzma tons of stuff. Like, right. I just – I see so much good. Like, Rajon Rondo – Rajon Rondo is such a similar player to Lonzo. I mean, like, hopefully Lonzo can – shoot a little bit better than Rondo in the early part of his career. Uh, it didn't look like it based on the, his, the first three that he shot up. Did you see that he airballed his first three that he shot in the Yikes. preseason? I thought yeah, he was, was working bad. on his shot. Yeah, well, who knows? I mean, like, you can airball. I don't know, whatever. Like, But still, I, I just I love this team. I love everything about it. Every single player on this team will will play well next to LeBron, and they have a lot of, like, Everyone that they're going to start around him is going to be a mediocre shooter. That's what I love. It's just LeBron and a bunch of mediocre shooters, and then they're all they all have length so they can play defense. It's just going to be interesting. It's a little bit different than the way that he's constructed his teams before because there aren't any superstars, but there are a lot, there's a lot of young talent. And one of my favorite things is that they're not just counting on one or two players. Brandon Ingram could be the player that they're counting on, but Josh Hart should start. Mm-hmm. and Kyle Kuzma's in there, and Lonzo Ball. That's four young players who all could take a leap next year, and I love that. I love – like, that just makes me so excited to see anything about this team. They're going to be so fast. They're so young, so versatile. They're so tall. Lonzo's, like, six seven. Oh, my God. It's just – it's so sexy. It's sexy. Yeah, I love teams who have the ability to play players that are all essentially the same size. Um, that is like my favorite new new look NBA thing, um, and and my my thing about the Lakers is that I don't I don't think we really know how good these like most of these players are because they're about to have the opportunity to look good playing with LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna have more open looks from three than they've probably ever had because LeBron James can create them. So who's to say that they're not actually good three-point shooters? Maybe if they have uh, all day to shoot a three, they're actually good at shooting three-point shots. You know, like I think there's just and like- this is this is our chance to see LeBron lead a Warrior-style offense because this is this is Luke Walton mm-hmm. in all his glory, and we're gonna see a Warrior-style offense led by LeBron James versus a Warrior-style offense led by Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. Um, I do think, be great. though, the 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 thing about this team that is inescapable is that their defense is going to be absolutely horrible. Actually, like I think their defense is going to be really, really, really bad because um, of their age. Because I think every one of their players has defensive up. Like, I think Brandon Ingram has defensive uh, upside in terms of his uh, potential. I think every single one of their young players has defensive potential. Maybe, I maybe I agree, defensive. but they are young. LeBron James is has never been one to be a particularly um particularly willing defender during the regular season. Um their their rim protection is all screwy. Um yeah, I think I don't think they're going to be able to stop very many people, but I think they're going to score a lot of points. They're going to put up a lot of points every night and they're just going to run it down your throat. Um what I'm looking for is I'm looking for LeBron James's final MVP season in this this year. Oh, thank that's, God. That's what I want, uh, and I think there's a legitimate possibility. Um, if the Lakers Everybody's, are good, 
there are a lot of people saying that they're not going to make the playoffs. If they can be a three seed, like we just put, we just put the Los Angeles freaking Lakers as a three seed. Like this is not, we're this is not 2010. <laughs> yeah, but the thing this is, is amazing. The Lakers won 35 games last year, right? And if we think LeBron James is worth 15 games, which I think that is, you know, a conservative estimate of how much LeBron James is actually worth. Um. Like, the combination of LeBron James and internal improvement from their young players, I could see, you know, a, a 20, up to a 20-game increase. I don't know if it's going to be 20, but I, I see, like, 52, 53 wins for this squad if they can, you know, get their shit together and all things go right. They got better other than LeBron James. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that this is a 50-win team, no problem. Brandon Ingram looks really fucking good. He looks really mm. good. Mm. My oh. biggest worry about this team uh, has nothing to do with the players. I know you're worried about the defense. I'm, I don't even care about the defense. They're going to be <laughs> so good on offense. They're going to be so versatile on defense and offense. Like, it doesn't matter to me. The thing that I'm worried about is that LeBron James starts to get worried in December, January, and he says we need to, we need to initiate a trade. That's my worry, that he takes on someone like a Jimmy Butler. That he that he panics into some players like that. Um, yeah. But what they need to what they need to do is they need to wait for Anthony Davis. That's what, that's what we're all hoping for. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is the future to LeBron winning a bunch more titles. Is he's the key? Don't don't panic, LeBron. We think you can win fifty games with this team. If you can win fifty games with the with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers of last year, you can win fifty games with this team. I think mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Listen, LeBron, make Kyle Kuzma look better than he is and then trade his ass to the pelicans just do it like go ahead make kyle kuzma look like the best young player in the league and then trade his one-dimensional ass to the pelicans and get anthony davis that's all that's all he's got to do i'm with that also i i do want to acknowledge that like whether through trade or through buyout there is potential for this team to improve by adding a player um uh there's gonna be some buyouts. Oh, buyouts oh easily buyouts yeah yeah like they could have trevor reza at the end of the year they could have um if things don't go so well in cleveland i'm sure some of those vets like kyle corver um could be <laughs> reunited with lebron jr could come back home uh no with lebron no 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 okay with the second pick in the draft who do you pick we're well, both over on the on the LA Lakers at forty eight. We're both going. over, man. I could talk about LA forever, but we you're right. We do need to we do need to this move is, on. Uh, this I think, is not a Los Angeles Lakers podcast. <laughs> I think, and it never will be. No, too bad, too bad. Um, I picked the Houston Rockets. Uh, pretty safe pick at number two, I think. Um, there has been a lot of talk that they got significantly worse because you know they lost. Mbamute and Ariza. A lot of defense, a lot of switchability. Yeah. But my thing is they still have Chris Paul and uh, James Harden. Who's Um, he? Who that? And I think also Melo is going to have a bounce back year. I'm saying it. Melo is going to have a bounce back year. (laughs) Doesn't take much. Because uh, that because that ball hit the hit the floor hard last year. Yeah, but I think he's gonna come off the bench. I think that he is just gonna accept it, um, and come off the bench and and do his thing off the bench. And if Carmelo is your sixth man, 
that's hella tight. Like, actually, Carmelo is... Okay, I have two questions. First, what are the chances Carmelo wins sixth man of the year this year? 2%. 2%. Okay, I like that. Second. (laughs) Wait, I, I was just... Wait, did you think it was lower? I uh, would have gone lower. I was trying to I was trying to appease you. No, I'm going higher than 2%. I'm no. all in on Carmelo Anthony off the bench. Put putting up 15, 16 points a night. No. Um, second question. Is it possible cuz he had such a bad year last year that he could win most improved player? No. <laughs> That's not possible. <laughs> That's not he's how that not works. Gonna be... No, I just don't think he's going to be good. Okay, but but there is a world where you can be good and then be bad and then be good again and win <laughs> most improved player. Is that possible? <laughs> like, what if he puts up 20 right. points off the bench? Has that ever happened to a most improved player? We need to look at most improved player history uh, for the next podcast and figure this out. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there is a precedent. Oh man. Okay. Uh, why don't you talk about uh, their their most valuable addition or subtraction? While I look that up. Okay. I think that their most valuable addition. I don't know if they have a most valuable addition. MCW can't shoot. Uh, I'll. I just. I don't believe any of this stuff. James Ennis is gonna have to make up for Trevor Ariza, and I don't think he's going to. Maybe he has potential. He's league average at catch-and-shoot threes. And he'll play be playing with the two best point guards he's ever played with individually. So <clears throat> he's had a positive net rating the last five years. I think James Ennis is clearly their best addition. But I think that it's not making up for what they lost in Lucumba Mute and Trevor Riza. And I think they just lost a lot. Eric Gordon's going to have to play a bigger role. And... If you ever ask any of my Clippers fans what they think about Eric Gordon, they're like, oh, I love Eric Gordon. But, uh, yeah, you can never count on it. I'm a a big Eric Gordon. I have said in the past, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go as hard on this now, but Eric Gordon has all-star talent. I think that he is – I think that if the beginning of his career had gone differently and he had been able to stay healthy – for longer, you know, because he was a he was hurt for like two years in a row, and he just kind of disappeared from the league. But before that, he was a hot hot young shit um, with the Hornets. Um, I I do love Eric Gordon, but I just don't think that I've ever been able to count on him. Just like you can't count on any person who's been a Clipper that's ever been a Clipper. That's true. Um, so I did some research, <laughs> some very some very mild research, and. I don't think that's ever happened. Uh, I didn't dive in fully. This is the this is the mellow most improved player. Yeah. Um, being a bad, being a good player, then a bad player, and then most improved has never happened. All right, confirmed. But I have a question. Oh, okay, you I'm go. gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna put this on tape that Mello will win six man of the year this year. I'm gonna fuck. And you think my takes are? You think my takes are ridiculous? <laughs> this is terrible. That's such a terrible take. Uh, okay, I, I have a question for you, and and I, I think it's gonna be more interesting than we want it to be. Chris Paul's turning 34 this May Yikes. in the playoffs. Yikes! 
how many minutes is he going to play this year during the regular season, and how many minutes should he play? I want you to answer both of those questions. Mm. Okay. So I think that the so the Rockets. Ah, uh, God, I I think that he's gonna play a lot of minutes in the regular season. I just don't think that the Rockets really have the depth for him not to play a bunch of minutes. Like him or James Harden is gonna have to play a like a bunch of minutes. Um, and we've seen it recently from James Harden. I think we can kind of trust it. Mm-hmm. He played. 31.8 minutes and I think that they're less deep than they were last year. It sounds it seems to me like if they want to be with the team that they want to be uh like which is a team that's that's going to compete for home court advantage number 1 seed. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to he's going to have to play 70 games which he hasn't done in 3 years. Right? And he's going to have to play like 33 34 minutes a game. I don't think he I don't think he's got that and I don't think they should play him that much. So that's why I think that they should shut him down a lot this year and play him 25 minutes a game, bump up Eric Gordon's minutes, and I. But they just don't have the depth for that. You know, it's again, it's hard it's, because they got close with Golden State last year, and so they oh. they obviously want any advantage that they can get. And so, like, what's do you push for home court and hope that Chris Paul can hold up, or do you say you know wherever we're seated, we're seated. We're strong enough to beat the Warriors, you know, no matter where we're playing. You know, that's that's like two things. I think their biggest advantage is that they need to sit Chris Paul. That would give them a bigger advantage than home court. Mm-hmm. The second biggest advantage is if they trade for Jimmy Butler. It's starting to it's starting to crop up right now. Um, a lot of uh, NBA guys are starting to say that. Uh, that the Houston Rockets should be looking at Daryl Morey should be looking at Jimmy Butler. And the more we're talking about their lack of guard depth, I mean, Jimmy Butler can handle point guard duties oh, at least God, yeah. for on a part-time basis. Yeah. And that's, that's a good move for them actually. And if you have Jimmy Butler, James Harden and Chris Paul, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter who else you have. It's just like, it just doesn't matter. I've come full circle on that just because I think that Chris Paul is a transcendent player and he can, and he plays well in the playoffs. I know he gets a bad rap, but he's not James Harden in the playoffs. He doesn't, he doesn't not show up. He is the reason why they were up three, two. He is the sole reason they were up three, two. He plays with a lot of heart. He's a dog. He's a real hard player. If they have, if they can have him healthy, and the way that they would have him healthy is if they trade for Jimmy Butler midseason and start to like manage Chris Paul's health and, and um, Jimmy's manage health. his minutes, manage the games and Jimmy's health and that and all of that stuff, then this team could beat the Warriors. Hopefully. Okay, so hopefully so fingers crossed. For you, what's the trade? What like what who do you it it kinda has to be centered around Eric Gordon, right? There's no one else on this team that That's the biggest problem with this. And that's why if I were anyone on the Wolves, I don't want to pretend to be Thom Thibodeau. I want to pretend to be Scott Layden because he's the person I don't know anything about. Um, he's Scott Layden is Thom Thibodeau's reek. Mm. You watch Game of Thrones? No, that means nothing oh. to me. Damn. I watched. I watched one he's episode. Just... I was like, "This is the most boring ass shit." I don't understand what they're saying. Oh, I. They probably all smell so bad. That's what you get for not being white. We love it over here. Um, <laughs> in, uh, 
I love Game of Thrones. It's a it's basically just Thom Thibodeau's bitch. Uh, so let's just say I'm Scott Layden and I'm like, oh god, I'm so sick, so sick of this Warriors domination. Let's take Clint Capella off of their hands straight up for Jimmy Butler. Period. They can get a big guy who will. Um, there'll there'll be some big guy that'll that that will be a buyout candidate. Joakim Noah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, not not Joakim Noah. I was a, that was a joke. Him. Oh shit. Um, hey, he's, he's, but we're just let's just say around here, guys, just joke him around. I just, I just need to see Eric Gordon, Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, James Harden take on one of the greatest dynasties in basketball history and beat him. I want to see it. I want to, and and I will do anything for it. I will get rid of Jimmy Butler and have a shitty Timberwolves team for it. I I want to see that too. I'm see. I I will I will not take Clint Capella because I don't believe that Carl Anthony Towns is a power forward. You clearly do. Um, I just for just for two years. Again, I think that Carl Anthony Towns will be an Anthony Davis type, but I think it's going to take him another year or two in order to become a really good rim protector, just like it took Anthony Davis. Like he was a power forward and he hated playing center for the beginning part of his career. So that's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I, I my the ideal situation would be a third team would get involved, who is looking for picks or something. You know, the Suns get involved to- and. and- or something. I don't know. I that's it's it would ha- be such a complicated thing. I haven't done this trade, Chilango. You you asked me to do this off the cuff. I'm not good at trade machine. I just want Jimmy Butler on that team, yeah, and too. I want them to take them to the Warriors. I'm sick of the Warriors. Let's work together. Let's collude. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, everyone in the league should be just trying to do whatever they can to to take them down. Then they then they can split up. The the next one they lose, they're gonna split up. You right. Right. That exactly. And that's what we want. David Stern is not in this league anymore. No one's going to stop this trade. Let's just do it. Collude. Beat the Warriors. That's the only way. Hmm. This to me almost beating the Warriors would almost feel like taking down capitalism, you know? Like the rich get richer kind of thing. Like it would it would feel like that kind of victory to me. Like, oh, look at all those rich people. Now they have to pay their taxes. Look at those rich people in the Bay Area. They have to pay their taxes now. That's how it would feel like in my heart. Yeah, I wonder if Daryl Morey is is like forward thinking enough and like has has a a beautiful enough mind to sacrifice <laughs> his own team's future for the future of the NBA. You know, just say like, listen, Minnesota, this needs to happen. We can't give you anybody we like because we need to win we need to be we need to defeat them now but we will give you all of our picks we will give you all of our picks <laughs> what if there's a way for us to start a kickstarter for an nba team to pay their luxury tax just so that they can beat the warriors this is a this is we're, we're starting a grassroots movement we're starting a grassroots movement oh, oh no bernie bernie go away <laughs> Bernie, this is about the millionaires and billionaires oh, sh- making this NBA unfair for all the little guys. Oh no! Uh, how hard do you think it would be to? Okay, uh, so the, our next pod, you actually have to be. We have to have guest Bernie Sanders talking about <laughs> his favorite team, the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs>
Because they're all lower middle class workers yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, because they're just the normal guys. <laughs> I have an I have a very angry Bernie Sanders. He'd be he's like a cross between Bernie Sanders and and Tom Thibodeau. Oh. <laughs> anyway, sorry for the interruption, everyone. Bernie Sanders just burst into the studio. Um, he heard us talking about the uh, <laughs> the the powerful Golden State Warriors and got all worked up and. And burst in. We have to raise the minimum salary. Bertie, I said, get out of here. I said, get out of here. Leave. All right, goodbye. I respect you. I respect you. I respect you too, Bernie. Just knock next time. Chilanga, what just happened? Dude, I don't want to talk about it. It was really fucked up. Bernie Sanders was in here, and he was frothing at the mouth. He's screaming in my face. I, I don't need I don't need one more word I I I sympathize. So Houston's over under is fifty six. Uh, I think I'm gonna go the slight under because I think it would be best for them to just like chill, a little bit. Oh you know? my God, they're gonna be more than ten games worse than last no, year. I don't think that's, that's not possible. possible. I, I'm going over. It's just not possible. <laughs> it's not possible. Right. I I just saw the record from last year and it's like oh no, no, that's not possible. Uh, they're gonna be worse than last year. And I think that they're going to be like 57, 58 games. But I, but yeah, I think that they, I can't pick the under. I have to pick the over. Yeah, I'm, I have I'm to. with you. I'm going over too. Um, all right, so that just leaves one team, and it's the team that uh, that we have to we have to whisper this so that Bernie doesn't um, right. hear us. But uh, we're going to talk about the the Golden State Warriors, um, and uh, their inevitable first seed. In the playoffs, um, I just want to say one more thing. No, no more thing. Bernie, 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 get out! Leave, of here. leave. Okay, I think he's he's gone I'm, now. Okay. I'm locking the door. Um. Okay, Bernie, stop. Okay. Before Bernie left, he whispered oh, in my he's ear. He's banging on the door. Do you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Bernie, get out of here! Jesus. It's I we I love him. I love that he's a man of the people, but he's just a little bit too clingy. Yeah, it's too much. Too clingy. It's too much, man. Know when to stop. Here's what Bernie's worried about. Here's there's what Bernie Sanders is worried about. He just told me. He's worried about Joe Lacob's relationship with Kevin Durant. Ooh. He's worried about it. He said he thinks that Kevin Durant doesn't want to be a part of that. A part of the millionaires and the billionaires, Kevin Kevin Durant. Wait, what did I say? Uh, Am I? Did I say Draymond? You said Devin Courant. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking? With yeah, me? I am. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but that would be goofy if you said Devin Courant. It would be. It would be so good. It would be so silly. Be does like ever, a goofy Does anybody ever call him Kevin Durant? Oh no, because he can. Yeah, he, and he does. He can do everything. He's the best. He's the second okay. best. Sometimes I just get I I get lost, and then I'm like, oh god, what if I said the wrong name? That's what I was <laughs> just thinking right there. But here's the thing, uh, Kevin Durant, Joe, Joe Lacob earlier, uh, was saying that Kevin Durant is this is he was like putting down Kevin. Durant. I don't remember the exact words because this was months ago that I was reading this, but he was, but he was he was just kind of uh. He was kind of putting down Kevin Durant and saying this is Steph Curry's team, and it's like it's true. First of all, it's true. Yeah, this is Steph Curry's team. It's very true. Always will be, and always should be. But uh, I, I, 
Kevin Durant to leave. I think he's going to leave, and I'm and I'm seeing I'm seeing some dissent happening within their team. The other dissent, Boogie and Draymond. Are they? How are they not going to fight this year? Oh, they're going to fight, but it's honestly isn't isn't that what the Warriors need though, so that they don't become just complacent? Like the Warriors, some people say the Warriors need drama to keep like to keep themselves going. I think Steve Kerr and Joe Lacob are geniuses because they know that. It's really hard to keep that energy, you know, and it's I bet it's hard when you're as good as the Warriors to not be a little bit bored. Um, Bernie, Bernie and I are still on a live chat right now. He's chatting with me. Oh, shit. Um, he, he, he knows he how to use to a computer. You, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> well, evidently, I think it's probably one of his assistants like uh, Ocasio-Cortez is, oh. is writing a message to me for okay, him okay, right cool, now. Cool. Um, so, uh, but here's the thing, Joe Lacob, uh, he's saying that uh, you can't just call him a genius because he is willing to go into his uh, his salary tax and willing to uh, spend all this money on this incredible super team. Why are we calling him a genius? Of course, I would do the same thing if I could get all the players on that team too. Fine. I love Steve Kerr. I love this team. But when has Boogie made his team better uh did he made the the pelicans better last year he was uh un- did he though he was unbelievable he was unbelievable he was unbelievable but the pelicans were not unbelievable the pelicans were better in the second half of the season i don't even need to look at the stats i just know uh okay I- i'm gonna trust you on that i'm not gonna look at the stats either i'm gonna i'm gonna trust your heart and i'm gonna trust your passion and i also think you're right um and i think the pelicans are actually better off without him um, I think the Pelicans are better. They were. I'm 100% sure there's no way they would have swept the Blazers without or with him healthy. There's no way. Mm. That's just it just seems so weird to say that, you know, it seems it is. It is. But uh, we we've dealt with a lot of good, good stats, bad team guys. Kevin Love was one of the biggest. And uh, I don't see Boogie Wait. Cousins making this team better. Why, If he hasn't made a team better before, why would he make this team better? OK, Kevin Love's also a good stat, good team guy. He's an average stat good team guy. What? He was at the he was he was like the fifteenth best player in the East, which was like he's a he was a top fifteen player on his own team, but couldn't make the playoffs. But he's a top thirty player on a thirty five player on a championship team. That's the reality. I love Kevin Love. I love you, Kevin. Please prove me wrong this year. Brief Please. aside, Kevin Love's career stops now. Is he Hall of Fame? No. Are you sh- not a chance? Are we sure? The only chance he has is that the basketball Hall of Fame is the easiest Hall of Fame to get into. I guess he's only a five-time All-Star. I thought he was an All-Star more than that. That's surprising. Five-time All-Star, huh? He'll probably be a six-time All-Star. Yeah. Career at le- I mean like th- just this year at least. Career 18 and 11 guy. He's got one championship. Yeah, he's probably not Hall of Fame. He might be though. Depends on depends on how the rest goes. Yeah, but we just need to make sure that we retire uh, 42 divided by 2 before we retire 42. Seriously. Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. What? That was pretty good. That was, that was, a, good, that was a good say. That was that quick. Was say, yeah, that was really quick. Very quick-witted. Okay, back to the Warriors, though. I think you're right. Booger Cousins is – it's definitely going to be, like, a legitimate uh, culture shift. It could – I, I think it's going to go really well. Oh, God. 
Yeah, I think it's going to go really well. Because, I mean, he's not going to be playing for the most of it. And when he comes back, he, you know, the only thing is that Yeah, he, the other thing, we don't even know if he's going to come back this year. Yeah. He's a 300-pound man, and he, and he tore his Achilles. Yeah. Are you kidding me? We, we've never seen this. We've never seen someone come back from something like this. Mm-hmm. Dominic Wilkins was 150 pounds when he tore his Achilles. Like, we don't know if he's going to even come back and be able to play basketball. Yeah, the, so the the other weird thing about this team is that this team used to feel so deep, and suddenly it feels like they don't have anybody, you know, uh, besides their starters. I agree. And old-ass mm-hmm. Iguodala and old-ass, uh, what's his name, Sean Livingston. Well, my biggest problem is that they're going to be more exposed than they ever have been at the true center position this year. Mm-hmm. They don't have they don't um, have anybody. They literally don't have anybody, and Booger Cousins isn't going to come. Like, you've heard it out of my mouth now. He's not coming back for the regular mm-hmm. season. I mean, he might ten ten games plus, tops tops. I don't think he's going to come back till at least the All Star break. But I think that there's a 50% chance, maybe an over 50% chance that he doesn't play this year at all. Mm, I'm with it. You know, and even but like even though they're weak and they're they're thin, I just don't think it really matters. Their their starters, their best four are are too good, you know. Um and they have some interesting young guys, you know, and the Warriors always like if you play on the Warriors, you're going to look better than you are probably. That's just kind of the way that it goes. Yeah, I, I can't see them. I think this is going to be a comeback year for them as far as wins. Because um, I was surprised last year they only won 58. Uh, so I think they're, they're going to they're gonna win a bunch, a bunch of games this year. They, I'm going to pick the over. Yeah, they're over. Yeah, they're over 62 and a half. This is a 73 win team that added Kevin Durant still. Yeah. Like we can't we can't take that out of it. And they were so bad down the stretch. I they have to be a 65 win team. Yeah, so just to be clear, so I guess last year was the same too. We had the the Rockets were a 65 win team and then the Warriors were 7 games worse. So I think I think the layout of the West is going to be pretty similar as far as wins like win spacing goes except i think this time the third fourth and fifth seeds are gonna be a little bit higher so it's gonna be like very like top heavy and then the middle is gonna be really condensed i think that's what we're looking at as well uh we didn't think that at first but i think injuries to okc and to the spurs have worried us on all this if that hadn't happened, I think that they would have gotten some regular season wins away from some of the top teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, it just seems like it seems like Houston has an open door to the two seed, and that's something that doesn't excite me. Yeah, that doesn't excite me either. I yeah, this team, this fucking Warriors team. They added some players like Tyler Ulis. He could play Muggsy Ulis. Muggsy Ulis. He is so little, isn't he? He's so mm-hmm. small. Uh, yeah. Who knows if he's gonna be able to play on this team? All right. Well, that's why you didn't. Add I don't. Him. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's I don't have pod. anything else to say about the Warriors. We all know they're fucking good. Um, well, that's our West. Um, big thank you to uh, Dylan's mom. To oh, for 
She's listened to all of these episodes. I think she's the only she's the only fan that's listened to all of these. Um, I'm not sure if my mom has. I told her that she should, but I don't know if she kept her word. So I guess we'll find out if she tells me about this right now. Um, thank you to Bernie Sanders for stopping by the studio. You're welcome. Oh God. Um, I'm sorry, Bernie. He's <laughs> he's in my studio now. What's going on? I thought I had this locked. Okay. All right. Bye, Bernie. Uh, do you have anything else to add? We've recorded for eight hours now. No one's going to listen to all these podcasts. Uh, except your mom. All right. That's right. She's she's the only one with, with enough time. <laughs> uh, thanks, Dylan. Thank you, Chalinga. Bye.